some time, so I felt like this would be the way the Lord would have me to go tonight. Praise God. Jude, um, verse number 17, to begin reading, praise God. Jude 17, verse number 17. But, beloved, remember... Ye the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Spirit. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Also like to read about three verses, the last three verses of St. Matthew. Uh, St. Matthew chapter number 9 and uh, verse number 36, 7 and 8. Matthew chapter number 9, verse number 36, 7 and 8. Praise God. But when he, talking about Jesus, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. And then said he unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. I'd like to preach tonight if the Lord would help me for a few minutes on moved with compassion. Would you bow your head just ask God to touch us tonight? Heavenly Father, we certainly need your touch, your anointing, your help. Oh God, I pray that this message that you've laid on my heart would would be a blessing, would touch a heart, and especially these young people that are here in this place tonight, they'd be stirred and touched in Jesus' name, we pray. Praise God. You may be seated. You know, there's a lot of things that motivate us in life. Is that right, young folks? There's a lot of things that motivate you to do what you do. Uh, you know, sometimes we're motivated by pride. Sometimes we're motivated um, by uh, by peer pressure. Sometimes we are we're motivated by uh, by money. Sometimes we're motivated by popularity. Uh, sometimes we're motivated by self righteousness. All these things can cause people. To, to, to make decisions, sometimes to, to push themselves even beyond their limits to, to try to accomplish something. Praise God. Sometimes we're just motivated by duty. You know, I, I haven't met a, a, a whole lot of guys that, uh, that just jumped out of bed every morning and just jumping up and down to go to work because they just loved, loved it so much. 
Not, not a whole lot of them kind of people out there. Praise God. Sometimes you just get up and, and go when you don't feel like it because it's your duty, because it's your responsibility. It's obligation. Praise God. You know, we're, we're, we're motivated by all these different things in life. Praise God. And unfortunately, some people aren't motivated by much of anything. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. We got a lot of those. That's, that's one of the downfalls of, uh, of, of our welfare system and our, uh, our government handout programs is that we got a lot of folks nowadays that ain't motivated by anything. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. But there's a lot of things that causes us to act, to, to, to move, to, to do something. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now I want to preach tonight a few minutes if the Lord will help me on moved with compassion. Praise God. Uh, at least ten different times through the Gospels, the Bible speaking directly of Jesus through the Gospels, you find it ten different places where it said He was moved with compassion or having compassion. Praise God. You find Jesus being motivated by compassion for souls. Praise God. Hallelujah. And Jude said, he said, of some have compassion making a difference. Praise God. Hallelujah. And others say with fear, pulling them out of the fire. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, we, we, we must be, be, be motivated by something. Praise God. As I said, you, you know, you can be motivated by all different things. I see sometimes, you know, even preachers. There's preachers that, that, that are preaching more for popularity or money or fame or all that rather than, than, than for the cause of, of reaching souls. Praise God. I hope the Lord will help me tonight. Seem like I'm kind of rushing just a little bit too fast. I'm going to try to slow down, take my time, and and preach to you. You know, I I, I want I want to focus this message also, if I can, especially tonight on towards the young folks, and it's not just the young folks. You know, I was recently just a, a few days ago in a, in a particular church, and, uh, and 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 just there first time, one service, never been there before, but it seemed like a good pastor and uh, a, a good congregation, not a, not a large congregation, but I noticed about, uh, I don't know, four, five, six young teenage uh, young boys that, that, that set up towards the front, got in the service and, and played instruments, you know, and just participated. And I told that pastor after church, I said, brother, if you could harness the energy that you got right there in that little group, that you can fill this church full of folks. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, listen, you know, a, a lot of people overlook young people when they think about uh, soul winning and, and, and reaching out. But young folks, God is, is looking for young folks. Praise God. God is looking for teenagers, somebody that's willing to be used by Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. So tonight I'd like to, 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 to reach out to you. Praise God. Jesus, the Bible said when He saw the multitude, He was moved with compassion. Hallelujah. I want to ask you a question tonight. How long has it been since you saw a lost soul that you didn't even know, but you knew they needed God, and your heart was moved to tears for that soul? How long has it been? Praise God. 
Hallelujah. Oh, what was the spirit of Jesus towards the law? He was moved in that situation in that particular time. He was moved with compassion, the Bible said. And, and then he immediately began to talk to him. And he, you know, he saw them, them there and he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord, the harvest that he will send forth labors into his harvest. All oh, the call that Jesus gave the prayer request that Jesus made that day is still going on today when I look at the world around us and you know when you think about the size of the state of Florida and, and how few churches that there are that are still preaching the truth that are still trying to, to, to do something for God the harvest truly is plenteous my friend hallelujah there's no end to the field there's no you know there really is no burned over fields anymore in the United States of America. Praise God. It's all open country. There's a harvest to be re reaped anywhere that you look. Anywhere around you you see that there's souls that need to be saved. But what God is looking for is somebody that has that same heart that Jesus did. And he see them so and is moved with compassion towards them. Praise God. First John chapter number 3 said, uh, verse 16, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because He laid down His life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? How do you know Jesus loves you? How do you know Jesus loves you? Well, that's easy. You know, when you all you got to do is just read the end of the gospel and find out how he gave his life and how he shed his blood and went to Calvary for you. And there ain't no doubt when you get read through reading the story of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it was love and love alone that held Jesus to that old cross. Oh, praise God. And hereby perceive we the love of Christ because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our life for the brethren. Praise God. God. And then he went on to say, But whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? Oh, hallelujah. I'd like to ask you this, you this afternoon. You know, when, when sometimes I'm sure that verse is, it, it, it can be definitely and, and probably uh, applies to, 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 to this world's good in, a, in, a, in, in also, a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, in a carnal sense, in a, in a materialistic sense. Praise God. Hallelujah. But, I, but more than that, I believe that really the spiritual aspect of it is greater than that. And I say, how can the love of God, the, the love that Jesus had that held him to that old cross that he gave his life and we see a world that's lost and dying and souls that are on their way to hell that are bound for the judgment seat of God and how when we have the truth, when we know about a Savior that delivers and heals hallelujah and sets free and can give them new life, how can we shut up our bowels of compassion from them? Oh God help us to be moved with compassion. Praise God. You know, I'll just be honest with you. When I go out in town, uh, in places of business or stores or so forth, and I see people from my generation, 
Praise God. And I see them covered in tattoos, not just my generation anymore. Sometimes you see older folks, praise God, covered in tattoos and all kinds of piercings. And, you know, uh, 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 some of them you can even tell have, have, are just destroying their body, destroy their life wrecked. And, you know, sometimes it's easy to just kind of turn your nose up at them. You know, sometimes it's easy just to detest that. Say, that's a reproach and it is reproachful no i'm not i'm not i'm not uh, uh, taken away from that but oh what happened to being moved with compassion for those souls praise god hallelujah oh when you see that soul that you know you know why they do that they're hungry they're searching they're empty. Hallelujah. They're destitute. Oh, God, help us, Lord, to be moved with compassion. Compassion is active, not passive. Hallelujah. Compassion is not, you know, not just, oh, bless your poor little heart. Just, you know, oh, God, love your soul. Just uh, praise God. There's a time to tell people Jesus loves you. Praise God. That's one of the greatest things sometimes that you can tell somebody. Hallelujah. But compassion is not is not just 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 uh, passing over somebody's sin. Not just feeling sorry for them. No, 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 no. Compassion that Jesus had for souls was saying you you got to do something for them. And and, and Jude said of some have compassion, make it. A difference. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, young folks, what I'm really wanting to preach to you tonight about is you can look around at your generation and you can see the, the way that they're living and the things that they're doing. And you know that's not the way that you want to go. Praise God. But God is looking tonight for somebody that's wanting to make a difference. Hallelujah. Somebody that's willing to stand up and not just be different, not just look different, not just talk different, but somebody that's willing to make a difference. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. When I think about what Jesus said in Matthew chapter number 10, he said to his disciples, as you go preach saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils freely. You have received freely give. Oh, when I think about what God has done for me. Oh, when I start thinking about being raised in a Christian home and, and given a, a good Christian education. When I start thinking about the blessings of God. How He healed me. How He saved me. How He kept me from a sinful life. And I have received freely. God has blessed me and blessed me and blessed me. And in, in proportion. In proportion for what God has done for me. I haven't even attempted to really do anything for him. Oh, hallelujah. And, the, and, and Jesus said to those disciples, freely you have received, freely give. Oh, hallelujah. I'm afraid sometimes we hoard it up for ourselves. We're just looking for a Holy Ghost blessing on Sunday night because we just want to get our good Sunday night feel good and uh, dance at our feet. Hallelujah. Oh, we're praying for revival. That means we're wanting everybody to come to church and run the high and shout and bucket kick. Oh, come on now. Really, what's it all about. Oh, sure, it's good to be in God's presence. Sure, it's a wonderful thing. Hallelujah. But oh, what happened to having compassion for souls? Hallelujah. And realizing that it's more than just about me. It's more than what God has given me. He has given me to take out to this world. And I have freely received and I'll freely give. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Moved with compassion. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. God's looking for somebody. You know, when I was just a, a, a young boy, God called me to preach when I was young. I was 14 years old when I started preaching. And, and uh, as you can tell, I'm still not that much of a preacher, really. But, but I, I, back then, I sure had a struggle and sure had a tough time. But uh, I, I figured if God called me to preach, then that's just what he intended for me to do. Hallelujah. I didn't figure God called me to preach just to, just to warm a pew somewhere. Said on Wednesday night, you know, just, whoo, I sure wish the pastor would call on me. I sure wish the neighboring pastor would call me to preach him a revival or preach on the Wednesday night service. I figured if God called me to preach, then I, it, he just meant for me to preach. Hallelujah. Praise God. So when I, I, you know, every time I got a chance, I was calling. I didn't have a driver's license. I, if somewhere was a revival, there was a place I loved to be in church. I went every, all the time, everywhere I could. Praise God. Wanting to be in God's house. And when I finally got a driver's license, somebody said, hey, we're preaching on the streets of downtown Tulsa. And, and, and invite him me out there. I said, all right. So the next uh, next Monday night, I believe it was, there I was down on the streets of downtown Tulsa, just about two or three blocks down from Kane's Ballroom, right in downtown Tulsa. Praise God, right in front of a big old crack house, right across the street. And when I got down there that night and, and, and seen God's spirit moving and touching folks and the gospel message going forth, I fell in love with it. Praise God. I knew that there was something that I could do. It might not be much. I might, My efforts was pitiful, so Sometime, but I knew that there was some soul that needed to hear about Jesus. Praise God. So I started going down there and preaching on the streets at least once a week. Sometimes we'd hold two or three services in one night or more. Praise God. Preaching and trying to reach souls and seeing a lot of people come and, and, and pray and, and, and call out on God. A lot of them never ever seen again. Most of them never ever seen them again after that one time. Oh, hallelujah. But I was trying to reach somebody for the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm not bragging on myself. Don't take me wrong. What I'm telling you is that God is just looking for somebody. Hallelujah. I remember one night in particular that I was the preacher that night. It was my, it felt my lot to preach. And we, there was a group of us going out there. And, you know, sometimes they get there and just say, well, you preacher. I just didn't know enough sometimes who's going to be the preacher. Praise God. But I was preaching that night. And I remember God had laid a little message on my heart. And I was preaching on pure religion and undefiled before God. Hallelujah. And boy, I was preaching against everything I could think of just about. Hallelujah. I was preaching again. You know, most of the people I was preaching to were just, just winos and, 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 and street people, people that living in a sinful life. I was preaching against adultery and fornication and, and drugs and alcohol and you name it, man. I went down the list that night preaching and and, and this as soon as I got done I gave an altar call. Laid, laid a little, we had a little altar bench we sat out there and, and made a little altar call and, and, and this man came forward. He came up there to pray, which was just about every service we had. Somebody, at least one person pray. Praise God. But anyway, that night, about the time that man got up there and started praying, here come this lady. Boy, I mean, she come right up to me. Put her finger right in my face. Yes, yeah, she wasn't a wino. She wasn't a prostitute, I don't think. She wasn't, a, she wasn't one of them street people. She was a Christian lady. Yeah. 
Boy, I mean, she let me up one side and down the other. You ain't never going to win no souls preaching like that. That's not what these people need to hear. They don't need to hear about their sin. They don't need to hear about that. Oh, come on now. Hallelujah. I wasn't just preaching against it, but I was preaching the, 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 the word of God. I was preaching that the commandments of God, and when you break the commandments of God, they, they cause you, you choose to, to, to go to hell. Praise God. But there's a better hope. There's a better life. I didn't just, didn't just preach them out, but I preached them in. Praise God. Hallelujah. Anyway, this lady, boy, she lined my wheels and, real good. And, and about the time she got done, hallelujah, this man that was down there praying, some of the other brothers were praying for him, and, and I took care of her, and they took care of him. Hallelujah. Anyway, when she got done giving me a, a what for about how pitiful and awful my preaching was and how it wasn't going to do any good, I wasn't going to ever see the result. This man gets up from the altar, wiping the tears away, and reaches in his pocket and pulls out his pack of cigarettes and laid them on the altar. Hallelujah. And I'm still preaching holiness and still preaching righteousness because that's what this world is needing to hear, my brother. Oh, hallelujah. That is the message of compassion to the lost and sinful world. That there's a God that can set you free from that alcohol. Hallelujah. There's a God that can break the chain of drugs. Hallelujah. There's a God that can clean you up and make you a new creature in Christ Jesus. That is having compassion on souls. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. One of my aunts was a, a very strong, charismatic woman. Really a holiness hater to, some, to, to a lot of a degree. Praise God. And she, when it comes to, we, we had good family relations, but when it comes to church, they're just, you know, just totally different. But she heard that I was going down there and preaching on the streets, my great aunt. And her son was the county sheriff, and, and she had a jail ministry. She was a preacher lady. And she sent word, said, tell John to come down to the county jail. Praise God, I was probably 18, about 18 or so. And, and, and I kind of learned to play the guitar a little bit. And, uh, and, and so she heard about it, said, we, we don't have any music, nobody to sing. Tell him to come down there. I went down there to that old county jail. I just showed up. Praise God. Listen, if God if, if you want to do something for God, the opportunities are endless. You don't have to be a, you don't have to be some kind of a great preacher. You don't have to be some kind of a great musician or a great singer. Hallelujah. To do something for God. The opportunities out there. You just gotta be available. Praise God. Hallelujah. I went there to that old jail. I tell you what, if the if if the if the prisons in the United States was like that old Count Creek County jail, and we wouldn't need half of them. Praise God. That was the awful, stinkiness, pitiful, dirty place that I've just about ever been in in my life. It was awful. The stench would just about knock you out the door when you opened it up. Praise God. And we'd go in there and I remember walking in there that first night and, and, and that jail didn't have room. It was overcrowded and, and, and they uh, you just had to go from pod to pod and they were just stuffed full of men. And they walked in there that first night and most of the places uh, that you just had a little square about like this right here that, that, uh, that you preached through and you had to get down low it's way down here and I remember going in there that night and we'd carry milk crates around and, and pull our milk crate up and sit out on the milk crate and and, and look through peep down through the hole and, and start talking to those men I walked in there that, that first night and I thought now what am I going to say 
first place they took me back to, to the maximum security area. Hallelujah. To the worst guy. Oh, and I looked through there and I was just a boy and I thought, what in the world am I going to do to, to say to these men? I mean, these are hardened criminals. These are, these are the bad guys. They've done been there and done that. Hallelujah. And I'm just a kid and I don't know much about anything. Praise God. But I just went on anyway. Took my guitar in there and sat down. And, and so I just began to talk to them. And, and you know, just, just like that, the Lord began to open up that door and gave me that opportunity. And sometimes just, just from out of nowhere, a verse that I hadn't thought of in a long time just came to me. The Holy Ghost began to give you the word. Oh, hallelujah. God is looking for somebody that's just moved with compassion and say, God, here I am. And I'm seeing the need to reach souls. I'm seeing the need to help somebody. I want to make a difference. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise God. Hallelujah. And God can use you. I remember in particular one night while we when I went in there that one night, in particular, we, we couldn't we couldn't go in for a long time. They were having fights break out and, and a lot of problems going on in the in the jail that night. And, and so finally they said, All right, you can come in for a little while. And we walked in there, and when you walked in that place, you immediately felt the forces of hell. Yeah, if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, you felt there wasn't a doubt that the devil was having a heyday in that place that night. Oh, we walked in there, and I, there was only two big pods that had open bars, and I went to the first one and got my guitar and started singing and, and, and trying to share something, and boy, it just like that them bars was a block wall. Nothing seemed to be penetrating. Nothing was moving. Everything I did just seemed to be bouncing right back, and I walked over to that second cell, and they were still right there close enough they could still hear and see most of those guys I walked over there and started uh, singing and seemed like I sang one song and finally uh, I got, got my guitar and sang another song and started singing Lord oh Lord I want to go to heaven. Hell is an awful, awful place. I remember that song in particular. And just about the, the first or second verse or chorus, just like that, I felt God come by. Praise God. And the Holy Ghost began to move. And the biggest, burliest, ugliest, meanest looking guy in that whole place just walked up there and stood right in front of me. And he just fell down on his knees. And big old tear just started running down his face. And he threw his hands up in the air and went to praying and calling out. On God, Hallelujah! Oh, it wasn't because I was a great singer. It sure wasn't because I was a great preacher. But I just said, "Oh Lord, here am I. Send me. I'm willing to go." God, oh, there's something that's stirring in my soul to try to make a difference in somebody else's life. Hallelujah! Oh God, God is looking for young people tonight. Hallelujah that are moved with compassion to make a difference in this generation. You say, I'm nothing. I, I can't do anything. No, I'm not anything either. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really not. I ain't much of a singer. I ain't much of a preacher. But oh, hallelujah. I'm just saying, God, if you can use me, use me however you can. I'm willing to be moved by the Spirit of God. That's what God's looking for. Somebody tonight that said, Lord, here I am, God. I'm willing to pay a price. I'm willing to step out of my comfort zone. Yeah, you got to step out compassion will cause you to do things that you don't normally do. Hallelujah. Yeah, sometimes it'll cause you to talk to folks that you wouldn't normally talk to. But when you have the Spirit of Christ in your heart, the love of God can reach out to a world and make a difference. 
for him today. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Stand with me tonight if you would. Hallelujah. Praise God. Of some have compassion. Make it difference. Oh, praise God. This generation. Let me read one verse to you. Uh, just a few verses before I get done. Hallelujah. Second Timothy chapter number four. I know I got you on your feet, but I'm, I'm going to hurry. Second Timothy chapter number four, verse number one. Paul the Apostle's last charge to this young preacher boy, Timothy. He said, Timothy, I charge thee. Therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned to fables. But watch thou in all things. Endure affliction. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of our ministry. We're living here, church. We're living in that generation that Paul said we would. We're living among that group. Praise God. They're, they won't hear. They, 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 they're, they've heaped to themselves teachers having itch here. And Paul was charging Timothy, you've got to preach. You've got to be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort, do it all. You've got to cover the bases, Timothy. But one thing, right, that he said right at the last in all that, you know, I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I, I'll tell you how I am. I'm an observant person. And, you know, when I see worldliness coming to the church, I, I notice it. Yeah, I do. And, and, and I love holiness. And I know that the Bible said, follow peace with all men. And holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. And I'm preaching holiness. Praise God. Sometimes it gets tight. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we get focused in on those things. We see the, the, the onslaught of the enemy. We see what the devil is bringing against us and trying to tear down. And sometimes we can get so focused on those things. And I'm telling you, I'm confessing my fault because sometimes I do. And those things get to working on me and bother me. And we've got to preach it. Paul said, preach it, Timothy. Don't let up. Don't slack up a bit. Not a minute. But while you're doing all that, don't forget to do the work of an evangelist hallelujah and make full proof of thy ministry oh there's a lost and dying world out there that needs to hear the truth of Jesus Christ and they'll know the truth and the truth will make you free hallelujah we gotta be moved with compassion do the work of an evangelist in these last hours praise God hallelujah I don't know hallelujah I may not make a general altar call tonight, but I'd like to give somebody an opportunity. If there's a young for a person here tonight and you feel that God has stirred your heart in a special way and you want to pray, I want you to come on right now. Don't wait. Praise God. It might be that tonight God would give you the boldness to step out and do what he's dealing with you to do. Praise God. If you just make that move this altar and say, I'm wanting God to use me in a greater way, it might be tonight that God would, would give you that power and do you with power, hallelujah, to do something for him. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. If you feel like praying, come on. We got time to pray. We got time to seek God. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, 
Oh, we got one coming. Maybe somebody want to come to the piano tonight and get a little song. Praise God or something. Hallelujah. Oh, young folks, God's calling you tonight. Why don't we come? I, I want to especially make this altar call for the youth at first. Come on, young folks. Hallelujah. Teenagers. Hallelujah. Unmarried. Especially God. Oh, why don't you seek God tonight? Seek God. I'm available for you. Lord, I want to be moved with your spirit. God, I want to be moved with your power. 